Listening to a podcast that longs to bring the church world and the art world at least a little bit closer together. My name is Matt Anderson. So glad you can join us this week. And if you listen to us on Apple or iTunes podcasts, would certainly appreciate a five star rating and review. It really helps us out. Well, this is part two of a series that. I'm doing on the emotional and the spiritual masks that we wear. If anything has come to symbolize uh, our world as far as, you know, one object, it's certainly the mask more than anything else in our, uh, in our society. And uh, what we've come to realize is that we've actually been wearing masks since the, uh, the dawn of creation. And today I want to get into specific masks that we wear. Last time we talked about the source of where those come from, why we put those on. But I'm going to get into some very specific masks that many of us uh, have or are wearing. Uh, Of course, you know, no one can do a comprehensive list of every conceivable false front that we could wear. Uh, But I think the ones that I'm going to discuss today... Uh, will sound familiar to a lot of us. Now, probably the earliest known evidence of live theater is ancient Greece in 500 BC. And back then, the two most popular kinds of plays were comedies and tragedies. And so to help the audience know, as they were watching a performance, what kind of character a particular actor was playing, they would wear a specific mask. And and chances are you have seen the two masks of Greek theater, uh, comic or tragic, uh, but with exaggerated features, much like uh, a Halloween mask might have today. So what I want to do is use that as a launching point to examine specific masks that we wear. So I want to start first with uh, what I call comedy masks. These are the masks that have a smile on our face. Uh, I know that I have worn most, if not all, of these at some point, and maybe you have as well. The first one I call hashtag winning. Now, again, don't, don't get triggered here. I'm not trying to say that successful people who even use this hashtag are wearing a false front. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say this, a lot of insecure people, this is a wonderful way of portraying something that really isn't necessarily happening in their life, uh, but it's wearing a mask that uh, shows us that they have it all together. I mean, we look good, we feel good, we just plain are good. And they got the whole image down. They got the job. They got the car, the hair, the clothes. Obviously, social media is the biggest engine for this. I mean, it's the opportunity to present 
quote, just how great our life is. So here's my hot face and hot bod in the driver's seat of my hot car, in the driveway of my hot house, and me and my hot wife are about to head to the airport for our hot vacation. Don't you wish you were us? But behind all that perfection and hotness may be really a house of cards about to come down. Um, This is a real temptation for creatives, by the way, trying to look more successful than we really are and uh, and putting on a false front like, yeah, man, it's all coming together (laughs) and nothing's happening. Uh, The second comedy mask I call, don't get mad, God is good. Calm down. Don't get mad. I'm not saying that we shouldn't say this, uh, because it is true that the Lord is good. Uh, Scripture even tells us those exact words. What I mean here, this is a mask that are worn by certain folks who sort of have that air of being on a higher spiritual level than the rest of us. They, they always seem to have a smarmy grin on their face, even if it's killing them. Uh, I mean, their beloved pet could have been run over by a street sweeper, but they're still smiling in Jesus. You know what I mean? They're, they're bad listeners because they're uh, just a little too anxious to dole out their little spiritual Tootsie Rolls that they've received, maybe from some meme of Jesus holding a lamb that they saw online recently. Uh, but the plain truth is... Um, they might be denying the reality of what's going on in their life, and they cover it with sort of godly platitudes and slogans. They can come across like the Dalai Lama, but it only covers the lack of spiritual depth and contentment um, with what's going on in their life. These are folks who never have a bad day. They're not allowed to. Otherwise, they would explode. And they have to keep saying, oh, God, God's good. He's good. That's right. He's good. And they just need the permission to be able to say, man, things kind of suck right now. But for some reason, they can't. The third comedy mask I call Make Them Laugh. And this one is all me. Uh, I learned this one early as a defense mechanism. I alluded to this last week for my own insecurities. I was usually one of the larger kids in my class growing up. And I, I learned how to use humor to my advantage or to get someone to laugh with me before they could laugh at me. I mean, the real bad part, though, is when you're wearing the mask of make them laugh, you can't ever be serious. And that means with God or anyone else. These folks are not comfortable unless they have people doubled over in laughter. They can't handle a tense, quiet moment because it has to be broken with some sort of artificial joke. Uh, They don't really know how to relate to other people because they always have to perform. And they they have this illusion of if people get past the performer, they're not going to like the person inside. So I have to keep making them laugh. They don't want to lose their audience. So they kind of tire themselves out, uh, keeping other people entertained. And it is. It's an exhausting life. And then the fourth comedy mask I call Go With the Flow. And these are the really nice people who everybody thinks is really, really nice all the time. And that's because the reason they're really, really nice is because they really don't have any boundaries of their own. They, they, They really don't have any likes or dislikes. They're, they're happy when other people are happy. 
Um, they never seem to have an opinion of their own. They desperately want to be approved of and liked so much uh, that they subvert the idea of personal likes for the likes of other people. And you can wrap that up in godly clothes, by the way. And you can say, well, you know, I'm just humbling myself and putting others before myself. But it, it bears out this way. Who, who's your favorite sports team? Uh, whatever yours is. What are we, you know, what are we eating? Uh, you know, whatever, whatever you like. What's your favorite color? Oh, I like them all equally. You know, who are you voting for? I'm not sure. Who are you voting for? You know, they, they never make waves. They never get anybody mad. But the problem is they never really have true love and friendship because they have plunged their individuality in order to get there, to blend in. Um, I've had friends over the years, really good friends, who have worn this mask. And here's what I do with those folks. Uh, when we get together, I tell them, where are we having dinner tonight? And I know what's coming. They're like, oh, I don't know, whatever you like. <laughs> and then I will say, <clears throat> well, you're going to choose a restaurant. And until you do, we're not eating. And I do whatever I can with the go with the flow people to pull them out of that. And I'm trying to send them a message that, if you're hungry for something, that's just as important uh, as if I am. Job uh, 34, 29 says this, but if he chooses to remain quiet, who can criticize him? When he hides his face, no one can find him, whether an individual or a nation. And see, that's the problem. No one can find this person. I think they really desperately want to be found, but they blend into the scenery and really never are found. It looks deferential, but ultimately, it is soul-killing. Remember us? That weird Halloween store that rented out that empty space at the end of the vacated plaza? <laughs> well, thanks to COVID, we are now full time. Come on down to Masker Aid for all your masking needs. We have every conceivable mask you can think of. We have the most creative way of covering your mouth, yet making the loudest statement possible. You'll find everything at Masquerade. Your favorite NCAA school no longer playing college football is here. Political slogans that are sure to tick off half the population. Logos of canceled events like Coachella, South by Southwest, and the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, uh, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> Be a walking advertisement for your presidential candidate of choice. $25 fee added for libertarians. And for you purists out there, we have the N95 mask to give the greatest illusion of full protection from the virus. And for Halloween, we found the greatest trick of all. 
Have a mask that reproduces your lower face, giving the appearance that you are not wearing a mask, therefore are socially irresponsible and want to kill people. And just when Karen is about to hit you with pepper spray at her door, you let her in on the joke, share a laugh, and hopefully walk away with some candy corn and a great story. It's all at Masker Aid. As long as this global pandemic remains, and hopefully it's at least 12 months so we can fulfill our lease, we are here for you. Come on down to Masker Aid. It's the only place where a cover-up isn't such a bad thing. So let's shift our focus from comedy to tragic masks that people can wear sometimes. I'm going to name four. And again, these would, they seem to be the opposite because the front is completely different. Whereas the first group is always with a smile, the second group is almost always with a frown, hence the, the tragic mask. The first one, and I've mentioned this before when we did our series on identity, is the victim mask. It may be the most popular mask being worn today. This is obviously very serious in that we can be defined by legit tragedies that have come upon us, whether there was a death of a loved one or there was divorce or there was a, a, an accident or a, a health issue, something that suddenly visits us. And what's tough is um, we can almost be rewarded, in a sense, for how we're feeling. And, and it's legitimately real for us to be in a... And yes, no one should be smiling through that because <laughs> that's the other mask. But what happens is you can start to get so rewarded for it with attention and with people coming around you with concern, especially if you're not used to having that you can become much more tempted to just keep that on because that has, that's what's brought you love and attention. And eventually that can become who we are. Um, and we, we realize if we just keep the victim mask on that there's always going to be someone who's concerned about us and maybe we've never really had that before. And so we've got to keep that going. But see, we can't be victims and victors at the same time. And nowadays we see people, it goes way out past even legit stuff. We, there are people almost manufacturing tragedy in order to show the world how victimized they are. People are so wanting this mask 
because it seems to be the one that works the best right now. And even if people have to make stuff up (laughs) to get it on, they'll do it. Uh, Tragic mask number two. God isn't good. This is the opposite of the one before that's God is good. But these are Christians who have really stopped believing. Um, and they're showing it. And I know in a sense that sounds less fake. Because you're like, well, you know, at least they're not pretending that everything's all peachy rosy. But it's just as fake because it's not scriptural. Any mask carries an element of unbelief. And there are Christians who I think who have made so many agreements with the enemy of their soul about who they are and who God is that uh, they they will absolutely believe that they'll never be as loved uh, by God, that they'll never be uh, as blessed as other people are, that they won't be healed, they won't be delivered, that they kind of walk around with a whatever face. They're kind of going through the motions. They're still showing up to church, but they're not there. Something has happened. And through, and it's usually a series of events over a long period of time where they believe, but they kind of don't believe. It's sort of a Christian atheism in a way. They're going through the motions, but their hearts are far from him. And they're just wearing that mask that God is not good. And that's about the worst advertising ever. Tragic mask number three is the sympathy junkie. Now, again, victims can do this, but this is a different kind of thing. Uh, and, and really, this plays out mostly on social media. Um, they have also this false front, but that false front is used as a vehicle to fish for compliments that maybe they're not, well, they're not receiving them from the Lord. That's really the issue. When you see people who are trying to, it's really manipulation. They're trying to get people to say nice things about them by saying bad things about themselves online. They post things like, I wish someone believed in me, you know, and they know that people will respond in sympathy. No, 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 don't believe that. I believe in you, right? And there's 32 comments and they they get a a dopamine reaction from that. And it kind of gives them what they need in the moment. But guess what? It's just like heroin. You need another fix. An hour later, they need more. And so they insult themselves so that others will compliment them. And this is the only way they know how to get love, as artificial as that is. You find that they are constantly in crisis. It's all they know. It's the only way they know how to operate. The funny thing is that, I mean, I legitimately know people, and you probably do too, who are actually in physical pain all the time, but they're not wearing a mask. I know lots of folks who gut it out and go to church. I mean, they are riddled with arthritis. Uh, They have like bad knees, bad hip. They have heart conditions. We're, We're talking folks like 70 and over 
who just gut it out and they're not really they're not looking for a pat on the back. They do it because they love the Lord and they don't want to they don't want anything to keep them down. And they just do it. And I would just say if if you find yourself in this place where you feel like you have to go onto social media to receive love, you're doing it wrong. The Lord must become your source more than other people. Other people will never be able to do that for you. You will never find a spouse who can do that. You will never, you will, you can't certainly rely on your children to do that. God help them. The Lord is the source of the love and the words that you need to hear. The Holy Spirit wants to speak that into you. And if, if you won't allow for that to happen, this will be uh, the desert that you find yourself walking in. The last one, the last tragic mask I want to talk about is, <clears throat> I call it the death row inmate. And uh, these are the people who just look all tough and hardened, that nothing can affect them. I mean, they are like the barbed wire people. They are sending out verbal and usually nonverbal cues. Don't even come close. And of course, we all obey that because we don't like barbed wire either, which then makes them all the more angry that somebody did not make the effort to get through. I mean, I have to say, I've kind of lived this for a while, but these are the people who hide within castles and then they put a moat around their life filled with crocodiles. And then they get mad that nobody has the courage to swim through the crocodiles and scale the walls to get to them. Dude, you made it too hard. And you've set yourself up for a self-fulfilling prophecy. And they hide from God, they hide from others, so that they can just continue in their sin and, and unbelief and their isolation. There's almost always isolation involved. Job 24, 15. The adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No one will see me then. He hides his face so no one will know him. And isn't that the point? We hide our face so that no one will know us. You see, the truth about masks is that they infect and destroy every relationship. We can end up protecting ourselves from ever being hurt, yes, or loved again. We can do such a good job of pretending that we start to wonder, do people love the real us? Because they've never seen the real us, we figure. So eventually, people kind of tire of the act and they leave us because they feel like they can't get at the real us either, which was what the mask was designed to avoid. You see, the mask eventually becomes a prison. Masks leave an open door for the enemy of our soul to mess with us, to question our identity. It's the invitation of an open ear to the enemy of our soul to shout his lies unabated, unchallenged. It is unnecessary spiritual warfare. They also make us put value in the wrong thing. And what happens is that we forget who we are 
and the mask becomes who we are. We mistake it for skin. It becomes our everything, and we don't know how to operate without it. In the movie Spider-Man Homecoming, there's a, a great moment when Iron Man confronts the very young superhero Spider-Man because he's kind of crossed the line. And Iron Man, who had given him his, uh, his suit to begin with, says to him, if you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. To borrow from that, if we think we're nothing without the mask, we shouldn't have it. <laughs> Whatever we're using besides the real us to be something is really nothing. And if something or someone other than the Lord and his work on the cross defines us, it shouldn't be with us. We need to disavow our mask. We need something to rise up within us to say, that's not who I am anymore. You don't need that to create. You don't. That is not what makes you creative. That is not what makes you innovative and artistic because it really isn't you anyway. So why don't you ask the creator to help you remove it today? I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Madcast. Our theme music is by Sound of Fusion. We hope to see you again soon. This has been a production of Monumental Ministries. If you'd like more information about our books and resources, go to mattministry.com. Hey, thanks for having me over. I had a wonderful time. <laughs>